We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. What's going on, Packer fans? Welcome into another edition of the Pack a Day podcast. I, of course, am one of your co-hosts, Matt Fralick, alongside me once again, Eli Berkovitz. We are breaking down, and we're kind of getting Eli back into the rhythm of things, right? We had the the Monday night game, then we had the bye week. We've had a, you know, it's just been it's been kind of crazy. We're getting reset. Um, it we had a Thursday night game before that, so it's kind of nice to find our flow. Not a traditional noon game this weekend um, versus Denver. A three twenty five game, not getting shown to the masses, but we have to get into some of the injury report because that's what we do here for the Saturday episode for you guys to get prepared for Sunday as the latest injury report came out. Um, Eli, kind of, you know. Our first dialogue in two weeks, you hopped in the uh, the recording um, studio here and you go, yeah, pretty awesome that uh thought we'd have a pretty chill episode, but we have like eight or nine guys that are questionable for the Packers. How do you get more injured coming off of a bye week? It is absolutely baffling. If you guys remember back to the episode uh, Janelle and I did last week, extremely optimistic. And unfortunately, Janelle leaves and the optimism leaves. So Eli, your thoughts as we see this disgusting injury report um, on Friday afternoon. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's my fault for coming in this week and Jen being out, so I'm sorry about that. But it it is, uh, yeah, like you said, concerning, disturbing, whatever adjective you want to use, to come out of the bye week with 10 guys on the report. And I think, like you said, I think it's eight of them are questionable. Devondre's doubtful. Um, It's just like, how does this happen? Especially considering a lot of these injuries either simply did not exist, or at least in our minds, none of the no one knew going into this bye week, and some of them we knew about, but we thought or were given reason to believe they were in a much better place than now we are feeling on Friday, two days before the game. So it's almost like what is happening on the bye week? Are you just like running down mountains and falling on your face and just getting like, I don't know what they're doing on their free time, 
but it clearly isn't a lot of relaxing because it seems like we got more injuries on a bye week than we have in any game this year. Yeah, excluding running on mountains, you mentioned maybe in the pre-production, just bashing each other in the knees with God knows what. I don't know what's going on. Um, yeah, there's nine people that are questionable. I said eight or nine, so it's nine. Um, you know, to my credit and Janelle's credit, last week we I was you know fairly correct on some of these where it's like Eric Stokes, um, Jair Quay, where I was like, you know what, they're going to be on the injury report, you guys. But uh, my imagination is that it's going to be limited participation all week. And that's really what it was for all three of those guys. However, they're questionable. So I am a you know, I'm optimistic, Eli. I think there's a there's definitely a question I want to ask you as we kind of like well, once we segue to the Denver side of here uh, of the injury report, which uh you know, let's cut out of the bag. They are in a healthier spot than they have been. Uh you yeah. kinda mentioned that before we hit record, but uh it, it is concerning when you know we expected you know, I'm just gonna go top to bottom. We expected Jair at that back. We know that a back injury. You know, even if it's you or I sitting on the couch and watching football for 12 hours, it's still, you know, kind of painful. And to be a superstar athlete, having to run around and move and dive and tackle and get hit, it's got to be extremely, extremely um, you know, frustrating. Zane no, Anderson, no, I was trying to... Real quick, man, not to cut you off. What do you... What, like, Jair, if he was just limited all week and limited today, I would be like, all right. But not on the injury report Wednesday, added yeah. Thursday limited, and then did not practice today. I so, think it's one of those things where it's like the not – so let's use the uh, David Bakhtiari stance on a Wednesday. Normally, like, hey, that's like a veteran rest day. Weird that it's not listed there. Um, limited on Thursday. And now, to your point, it is concerning, right? You, you're you off one day, limited participation, then you DNP on a Friday. That's kind of that's kind of concerning. I definitely – I mean, it's I, I'm trying to be optimistic that it's like, you know what? He's a superstar, truly one of the best players in the league, like, does he only need a little bit of reps just to make sure the the muscles are feeling good and stuff after a bye week? Maybe. Yeah, I don't However, practice. I agree. I don't think he needs the practice. Could be a setback though. To your point, like yeah. is that that's kind of what you're leading me down to? Could be a setback, especially with the back. Like I, I don't know. It sucks, but yeah, definitely one to to note. Like Eli said, didn't practice at all on Wednesday or not listed, I guess, as a designation, which is also you know tough for us to decipher here. Limited oh, on yeah. Thursday and then DNP. Did you see a report that on Wednesday he had like a veteran rest day? Because I, I was, I, no. I thought, okay, so I'm pretty sure he practiced Wednesday in full. Yeah, and yeah. Then, it's not, it's not yeah. listed. Let me go back here. I think um, from the original injury report from Wednesday, um, he wasn't on it. I think he wasn't why. even listed. So again, hence the no listed. So I, I don't know. It's it's bizarre. It's 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 definitely one of those coin flip ones. I think based off the injury, how we've seen. Jair be activated or not activated for a game. Um, and then just that roller coaster that it was the, the the three days, right? Between the designations and whatnot. So it it sucks. I'm not super thrilled about it. Thankfully, the the Denver passing game has been so so. I think, you know, fantasy wise, Russell's putting up good numbers. I know they're trying to move Jerry Judy here before um Halloween, you know, before the deadline. So we'll see what happens there. There's been more rumblings this week. Um, but I, I don't know. It's it's definitely not a, a great spot to be and um so i i, I mentioned uh zane anderson eli uh i was trying to come up with a term that i think maybe zach, zach jacobson had used on twitter when janelle and i recorded i don't know what the people were calling him some like ai created safety or whatever but he's got a hamstring he's limited not too concerned about that i actually prefaced last week on the episode that um i want to say there was a player that they were signing or gonna sign or need to sign that they um might actually like i don't say cut Zane Anderson, but demote him just so they can make that room. They did, you know, bring in James Robinson. Now we saw during this week, I'm sure we had covered this on pack a day, but like 
I just feel like Zane Anderson has got to be player 50, 51, 52 right now. Like he's got to be on the edge, but he's got a hammy, another safety guy. Um, the one that Janelle and I were super confident on, and you already mentioned Eli, Devondre Campbell with that ankle still kind of sucks. We've seen a lot more reps from Isaiah McDuffie, who's played well, um, but definitely an ankle is still the monitor, and he's doubtful. There's, I don't think there's a chance he plays. And then we kind of get in more of the offense, and we'll get to the defensive side of the ball a little bit more, but the offensive, just kind of the the pain points, right? Elton Jenkins, there was an article on Friday that came out from um, Zach Cruz from Packers Wire, just kind of talking how Elton has battled that injury coming back from the knee. I think I even spoke about it last week, Eli, that like, you know, I thought he was going to be out for a little bit longer. He was back, but it seemed like he's now, according to Zach, to full strength with that knee, limited participation Wednesday, Thursday, DNP on Friday. I'm more optimistic off that, um, being that he had played previously. Seems like he's in a good, good, good spot. Um, according to Packers wire. And it's just more of like a rest thing. Aaron Jones, hammy. That's going to be one that's going to be on the injury report every single, I think going forward, um, limited all week, but I think he, he should be a go. Um, we don't know though, right? That was a, a weird scratch. And Janelle and I talked about that last week when they went to Vegas, like Matt LaFleur thought offense was going to run through him and it didn't. Um, the one that I think <laughs> Eli got, uh, got me kind of laughing. Uh, I don't know what you exactly said, but the Ash Nijman one, like, I think you yeah. said, like, did he, did he, what did he even do to get hurt? Like, did he even play? Yeah, literally. I mean, we know he blocked that field goal. So maybe on the, the four or five field goal block reps he took on Monday versus the Raiders, he got hurt. Um, or maybe it happened at practice, but it's just weird that we know he hasn't been playing. So he couldn't get hurt in a game. And we never saw any report, you know, coming out of practice one day that he got hurt, that he tripped up, that he, you know, slipped anything weird. So that, that is strange that he would be added and I could be wrong, but I feel like Devonte Wyatt was not on the injury report either. Nope. And now he's there. Yeah. He's there limited again with a knee. Um, and this is what kind of makes it difficult too, is like after the game on, um, after the Monday night game, right. We don't really have like a ton of like it, it we're just in this weird, like, 14 day period where it's kind of confusing, right? So like we don't have like true injury reports that come in because they didn't have to produce one on the bye week. So we don't know if guys got tweaked up or, or not. And like that's the other side of the coin of like, yes, maybe we're overacting. A ton of guys are questionable, but maybe they did get banged up last week, Monday. It does seem like a long time that it would take that long for them to recover. But depending on the severity, um, we'll see what happens. So yeah, yeah. Yash was a weird one. Devontae Wyatt's a weird one. And then the rest on the defensive side of the ball, Darnell, Sav- Darnell Savage with a calf. Um, and then Quay Walker with the knee, if you remember, Eli, they kind of both got hurt in the Raiders game. Seemed like they were like good to go. I think even in that small little press conference we had on Tuesday or Wednesday after that Monday night game, LaFleur was like, yep, they should be good to go. But now they're still questionable, but they were limited all week. So I take that for what you will. And then Eric Stokes, maybe he's there this week. Um, if he can't go and Jair can't go, um, Russ might cook. That that could be a thing. Like he, yeah. there's a there's a chance, right? There is a there is a scenario in this world, uh, as crazy as it is, that Russell Wilson might be able to cook up this offense a little bit in a better spot, uh, get the ball moving a little bit more, which I know has been difficult for them, home yeah. or away. Um, but when you're matching up against Razul Douglas, Keyshawn Nixon, it's it's not as great as we would have Eric Stokes and Jair out there. So that's kind of what we're looking at in the the defense, or excuse me, the overall defense and offense. It's tough. It, it's it's extremely difficult. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. There's not really much more to say than I'm, I'm surprised how long this episode is going to need to be this week and just how many injuries are, are added to this list. So it's uh, 10 injuries. Nine of them are questionable. One is doubtful. So um, not great. Not great. No, not, not great. It's going to be very interesting at about, what, 2 o'clock on Sunday when that inactive report comes out. It will be very interesting. You might have to get out your reading glasses and sit down with like a cup of tea to read through the entire report to see who's playing and who's not playing. But yeah, it's, it is a long list and a long list of players that definitely matter uh, for the most part. So, I mean, I say this all the time. I mean, for me, Aaron Jones will always be, you know, the most important part of probably this entire team at this point, if he's out there, it's just, I don't have to go into it. We all know. We all know the difference. There, Every fan knows it. So that for me will be, I mean, if literally only one of those nine players can play, give me Aaron Jones and I still take the Packers to win. No Aaron Jones and all of the other eight players play. I, I mean, I still think the Packers are a better team, but they could easily lose. I don't think they lose if Aaron Jones is out there playing and playing obviously more than he did versus Detroit. We don't expect Matt LaFleur to feature him because why would you feature your best player? Absurd. That's a crazy thing to do, and Matt LaFleur would never do it. But as long as you can get him 10 touches, is that too much, Matt, to get your best player on your team 10 touches in this game? If you can do that, uh, I think we should be all right. I don't know about you guys, but fall is the absolute busiest time of year for me. Besides the obvious craziness of football season, it's also back to school, soccer season for the kids, and just a never-ending stream of things to do on the to-do list. And that busyness makes it extremely difficult for me to get wholesome, healthy meals. And far too often, I'm settling for less nutritious alternatives. If you're feeling that busyness like I am, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for those jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. If you're looking for calorie-conscious options during the busy season, try their delicious, dietitian approved calorie-smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. This October, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered straight to your door. Ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. Guys, my family and I have been eating these meals, and they are incredibly, incredibly good. Dead serious, you're going to enjoy them. Head to factormeals.com slash packaday50 and use code packaday50 to get 50% off. That's code packaday50 at factormeals.com slash packaday50 to get 50% off. I think 10 touches is fair. I'm really interested too, because it's like we've gone through these roller coasters of the Bakhtiari and some guys coming off IR quick. You know, we we were positive last week about Rayshon Gary and Eric Stokes, how they've progressed. But uh, yeah, I mean, now we're back. Like, it, we're, there's still that scenario, even from the McCarthy era, and it's still in the LaFleur era. It's like, you know, Aaron Jones, let's say he is 100%, even without a hammy, like, Oh, he only had six touches. Oh, he had this many. Oh, you, you overutilized him, so he got hurt. It's like this. It's never going to stop. It's never going to die, and it's just another opportunity for it to happen this week when more than likely he plays. But in what capacity do they rely on? Um, you know, Emmanuel Wilson. Do they rely on AJ Dillon? Does James Robinson get activated? That'd be interesting. I highly doubt it. It'd be kind of cool to see him. I'm What's James really Robinson the best fan. part of Matt Lafleur's whole strategy of, of of trying to keep Aaron Jones fresh and not use him too much is the fact that he's a 28-year-old running back 
on like the last year or second last year of his deal. So that's really the best time to start saving your running backs. When you know their time is limited, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, and we've seen that across the league, right? The last 10 years, like it's just, it's it's nasty. It's kind of gross. It makes you feel kind of icky, but it's like, dude, beat them into the ground on their last end of the contract. And if you yeah. still squeeze a little bit more juice out of them, cool. Let them know that, hey, you did get banged up last year when we ran you 300 times or had 300 touches so we can get you on a discount on a team friendly. Or you go on the open market and you know how net gross that is for the running backs right now. Yeah. Uh, to the Denver side, Eli, like I mentioned, they're kind of in a better spot than they have been. I know one fantasy relevant wise recently I've been kind of just monitoring. I don't have him any stock of him, but Javante Williams, it seems like he's in a better spot than he was beginning of this year with his injury um they've had some you know pretty damn good success i would say from that running game um they've tried to push it a little bit more than i expected but it's you know they're trying to get the ball moved down the field a little bit but still having some issues they got um between javanta javante williams and Jaleel mccallan he like almost has 200 yards like they're looking pretty good um you know russ has even got it himself 100 preen's been in there but he was banged up it looks like he's actually in a better spot so the run game passing game on the backfield for them should be solid but um, more specifically into the actual injury report um, the main one to look at is fantasy darling Greg Dolchich from last year to this year hasn't really been on the field at all uh, he's battling a hamstring he is out um, severe hamstring injury I think there's even another one for like Pat uh, Fryermuth right now another tight end he's got an IR now with a, with a hammy if you recall like a couple months ago uh, Adam Trotman was brought in to Denver, formerly of the Saints, with his former boss of uh, Sean Payton. So there's that. And it, it almost seemed like at that point, it was kind of crazy that they'd bring him in, but it looks like it's actually paid off for them pretty well. Trotman's doing um, fairly solid, has the most yards and most receptions for uh, a tight end for that team right now. Um, so notable, but I think it's not that big of a deal since Trotman's been out for a while. So that's the only one that is out. You look at some more questionable or status guys. There are no statuses, Eli. Everyone for them, from the absolute animal that is Justin Simmons with a hip, he was limited, limited, full participant on Friday. In that same defensive backfield, Kareem Jackson with a neck, almost comparable, I'd say, to like the back injury for Jair, where it's 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 a somewhat of a complicated injury. You don't know how severe, but it's no matter what the pain is, it's going to be kind of debilitating. Limited, full, full on Thursday, Friday. So like he's good to go. Um, more on the defensive side of the ball, Baron Browning, which I don't remember where Browning fits in for them. I know he's an outside back, but I don't know if he's like starts at this point. He's kind of been there for a little while. Um, he's dealing with two injuries, a wrist injury, a knee injury. He gutted it out all week, uh, full participant. And then DJ Jones, D-tackle, battled with a knee, full participant this week. Um, familiar name. I feel like we've talked about him a few times when we've done uh, episodes in the past for injury reports. I want to say definitely at one point for the Broncos. I even think, wasn't he, wasn't Cushenberry on? Oh, no, he wasn't. I'm thinking of someone else. Um, anyways, I digress. I was thinking he was on the uh, uh, the Vikings at one point. But uh, Lloyd Cushenberry, their center with a quad, maybe that impacts the game a little bit. I think that offensive line for the the Broncos has been a little bit suspect as is it, it. I feel like it had a really, really good run for a while. Now it's coming, kind of coming back down. We are earlier in this, in the season than to give you know, just a complete slate that they're not very good, but that would be one, you know, I think the center spot and especially with the strength kind of seeming of the Packers with, you know, Kenny Clark up the middle, Devontae Wyatt went healthy. Some of these other guys that have played fairly well in the middle, they might be able to help. And that could limit 
the run game. I think that's always one to look at. I'm just kind of looking at um, the rest of this roster and seeing where we're at. But yeah, Cushenberry is their starting center. Um, we'll see, monitor, monitor that. And then as far as IR spots kind of going through, nothing that's crazy that's came up. Um, if you guys remember, maybe in the pre, I think it was definitely in, I don't think it was before the preseason, Tim Patrick got hurt again this, this off season. Um, so he's on the IR, but no other real notable names that I've seen on there since then. Um, but ultimately like they're in a better spot than we are. Um, Jen and I joked about this last week, Eli, man, it'd be really shitty come to or Monday Packers Twitter, what it looks like if we lose to the Broncos and, um, finally get to my spin zone here. Matt LaFleur typically not good after a bye, as we know. That sample size is short, but every year it gets a little bit worse and worse with bye weeks sometimes going into the playoffs. Definitely the one standard bye week in the season. Spin zone, Eli. Matt LaFleur with a little gamesmanship. All these questionable guys, not so questionable. Everyone plays outside of Deion Devondre Campbell, who is doubtful. Your thoughts? That would be uh, that would be something out of out of Matt Lafleur. Something that maybe is a little bit out of his mo. Seems you know a bit more by the book, but that would be fun. I, I I would really number one obviously enjoy for those players to be playing, but I would also appreciate and enjoy some backhandedness because you know look you got to do what you got to do to win and get ahead in life and when this is what you're dealing with injury-wise and even without injuries, just the way the season's been going, you got to do what you got to do. So I'm all about it. Uh, I would love to see everyone playing. And also, I mean, speaking of notable names on the Denver roster, none more notable than Tyler Lancaster facing his former team. I mean, if you want to talk about revenge games, this is as big as it gets. Yeah. Uh Shout out to, I actually think he's on the practice squad right now, which is hilarious. That's what this says on this website. I could be completely wrong. Maybe he gets activated, maybe not. Maybe he gets involved when DJ Jones is maybe banged up and out. But yeah, shout out Tyler Lancaster. I mean, that's that's a name that I think he did he play for us last year? Maybe it was two years ago, but yeah, definitely a name that uh Packer fans know, and he's been gone because they brought in some more defensive linemen, but um, that's how kind of things sit, Eli. I know I, once in a while I like to throw this little sprinkle in here and we got a little bit of extra time here, but um, I, I always like to look for a path of success for the Packers, how they can do this, exploiting some injuries, and on the flip side, how they could get exploited potentially. I don't really have a definitive one right now because for the Broncos looking at the Packers roster, injuries across the board, the only spot we're actually like relatively healthy, which has been rare, is the receiving core and the tight end spot. So that's that's good. But, I mean, when we're talking – Two offensive linemen, defensive linemen, linebackers, safeties, two cornerbacks. It's it's setting it up for an opportunity for Russ. And that's the part that like really, really scares me, especially when they're healthy across the board at the running game. All the receivers are in, you know in a good spot and they still have the the tight end, like I said, Trotman that's gonna be be able to contribute to. So I don't know. I mean, people like I think maybe you've seen it recently. I think it was after it might have been after the Chiefs game when the um, Denver played the Chiefs on that Thursday night, and they there was a stat I was seeing around that, um, on Twitter just about the you know production and the fantasy points that Russ is putting up. It's pretty good, just not resulting in wins. So um, maybe if he does have a good statistical game, the Packers can, Packers can still win. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not. Time. He has a lot of garbage time. Fair. Fair. So we'll see what happens. I'm I'm optimistic. Um, 
I really, 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 really don't know if I can handle this loss if we do lose because it, it's going to turn into one of those like I think there's a couple teams this past week that kind of faced that reality. I would say the Colts with the injury of uh, Anthony Richardson, like they're kind of going in a different direction this season. I don't think the Packers are in that spot yet, but it's definitely like puts more, more maybe more of a light on where the Packers are if they would lose to a team like Denver, who's just like looked historically bad to start this season. Definitely a top. I would say bottom five team. Um, so we'll see what happens, man. But I'm, I'm excited to see again, 325 central standard time. So as we know, 90 minutes before the game, math majors, Eli and myself, 2 PM central standard time, wherever you're at, adjust your clocks accordingly. But that's when we should, should be getting the, uh, the final designation. Um, don't really care all too much about what they what ends up happening with the Denver um, injuries. I would say maybe Cushionberry's probably the one somehow, some way, one of those safeties between Cream Jackson and Justin Simmons doesn't play. That would be notable. But outside of that, it's definitely as soon as I get that, um, you know, see it on my timeline, see some conversation coming out about it, instantly running to see what this final injury report looks like. Is it less? Then four or five guys out that are questionable. Is it more? I think that's kind of the sweet spot right now, just based off of some of the injuries. So we'll see what happens, Eli. But that's all we have for you on the injury report. It is not as optimistic as I was anticipating through this week. I told Eli when we were in some production, it was a little bit busier this week. We didn't get a lot of extra info because it was coming off a buy. So there wasn't really much to like overreact to or be optimistic about. And I was very, very hopeful that end of the work week, end of, you know, getting into the weekend. Hey, let's do this episode. It should be a short, short injury report based off of both teams. And it definitely was for the Broncos, but couldn't have been the more opposite for the Packers. So it sucks. I'm not happy about it, but we'll see what happens. Like I said, come two o'clock central standard time on Sunday. And then how all of those guys fare once they get into the game, if, and when they can play. But, um, Mm -hmm. Like we always say, guys, if you haven't already checked out Packaday Podcast on YouTube, please do so. I know I just missed the happy hour Andy was doing at 4 o'clock Central Standard Time um, on the the happy hour on the YouTube side. Really cool. I like to dive in there once in a while and ask him a couple weird questions or good questions that we can use in this episode. Didn't do that this week, but definitely go check out the YouTube side. Subscribe over there. An episode every single day in conjunction with our audio episodes that you're listening to right now, whether you're on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I don't even know if there's other podcast entities out there right now. feels like it's become a monopoly between the three of them, but definitely go ahead and subscribe, rate, review. Show your friends, tell your friends, let us know how we're doing, and definitely uh, give us any feedback you have. But uh, For myself, Matt Fralick, please reach out to me on Twitter if you have any questions about the Packers, any opinions, thoughts. I had a couple good back and forth over the last few weeks, which has been awesome. Uh, it's 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 great to see some people's opinions about across the league, whether it be NFL or Packers. Super, super down to always you know go back and forth on the mentions, even take those of the DMs if we need to really share some more insight and more, maybe more links, more data to get our opinions right. But you can find me still um, at Matt underscore Frey underscore. That's at M-A-T-T underscore F-R-A underscore. Uh, before we get to Eli, make sure to tweet at Janelle Big Mac underscore four about any hockey takes you have. I let her plug it last week, Eli. Gave her about a couple seconds on there. Okay. She was very, very, very pleased about it. Um, and she was cool about it. And I wish she was on this episode because so I, I saw Joe Pavelski, hometown of my Stevens Point Panthers, had scored a, a goal on Thursday night. I think he's playing for the Dallas Stars now, but uh, we always go back and forth. I know that's the only guy I really care about. But Eli... Go ahead and plug everything you got going on. Let us know any writing episodes, podcasts, streams you're doing, and uh, where can people get in contact contact with all of your content? 
Yeah, so in terms of writing, as always, you can find my writing over at PackerReport.com. I've been doing a weekly uh, X-Factors before each Packer game. So you can go check out this week's X-Factors for the Broncos game over at PackerReport.com. And this season, I started writing over at Bovada, uh, putting in my locks of the week, my three favorite picks uh, each week. So for all you gamblers, all you degenerates, you know, my kind of people, Head over there, uh, get your picks in. I'm very confident with my picks this week. Feel very good about them. Uh, so check that out. And all of that will be able to be found over on Twitter at Book of Eli underscore NFL. And of course, check out the pack at the pack underscore show on Twitter. After a short, uh, unplanned hiatus, I do expect after the bye week for us to have a show this upcoming week. Obviously, we'll update you on Twitter. So check that out. Any, uh, any teasers you can give us for the Bovada picks? I'm looking right now on Bovada, actually, Eli. I know we're kind of a prize picks affiliate here at Pack a Day Podcast, but diff- different entities, right? One is, I would say, daily fantasy stuff. The other one being Bovada is like more lines I'm looking here. Broncos getting one point. I think that had changed at some point earlier this week. Do you got a pick for the, the Packer game or do you got a, a sweet one that you would really, maybe a couple unit play maybe on the Bovada just so uh, I really – I was so, so tempted to take the Packers, I believe, at minus one or minus one and a half, which was sure. the same line I took them versus the Raiders. And unfortunately, it didn't work out. Uh, you know, it's just – it seems like the Packers should win this game. But with all the injuries up in the air, I decided to avoid that one. Uh, one I'm very, very confident in is Cleveland minus two and a half versus the Colts. The Browns have – Arguably the best defense in football right now. Gardner Minshew has looked pretty atrocious for the Colts. Just through three picks last week against the Jaguars. I think the Browns win this game easily. And by easily, I mean well more than a field goal. So minus two and a half. I was pretty shocked to see the line that low. It could be that at the time of my writing, Deshaun Watson was not as confident in playing. So if the line has changed, I mean, I'm still very confident. I don't think Watson's going to change the line by that much. So go for the Browns. If that line changes too much, uh, San Francisco over Minnesota Monday night. Take the points. They got that. Minnesota doesn't stand a chance in that one. Love it. I actually just looked it up because I was going to ask you, are we getting DTR? Are we getting PJ Walker? What the hell is going on here with the the Browns? It looks like as of three hours ago, as we're recording this, it would be about 2.30 um, Central Standard Time looks like Deshaun Watson is expected to play, so probably not an opportunity to get that line as good as it was. It probably moved a little bit, but if Deshaun plays, even if it goes up by a couple points, totally agree with you. I, I would be probably on the seat of my, you know, on the edge of my seat if it were not Deshaun Watson versus the Colts. It seems like it'd just be a nasty game, but I think if Deshaun's there, he can at least cover up, you know, I think they should win by at least a touchdown, I would think, if he's playing. So we'll see what they look like, but I like that one. That's a a solid one because, yeah, the Colts have not looked good. And as much as we are probably, if everyone's a fan of Gardner Minshew and his style and his swag and his moxie, uh, hasn't looked too great under center for the Colts thus far, but we'll see what happens. But I like that pick. But um, for Eli Berkovitz, myself, Matt Fralick, you guys take care, be well. Uh, let's see what the injury official injury report looks like on Sunday before the game. And as always, go, go back, back up. up.